When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Justin Foley. I'm going to be on Hollywood Raw today talking about my life as an extras casting director and uh, working in the streets of L.A. where I chased after Paul McCartney. Hey, everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey, guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. What's up, Dax? What's up, buddy? How are you today? I'm good. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast, the number one entertainment news podcast. I am Adam Glenn, joined my, by my friend Dax Holt, the number one Wendy Williams supporter. Uh, he's very confident. <laughs> she's no longer the host of her own show, and Sherry Shepard is. Um, so I, I, it's tough news for you today, Dax, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank You're you, such a door. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for uh, checking out the podcast. On today's show, we have one of my good friends, a journalist. Uh, we worked together at TMZ. Now he's on his own, killing it. His content is seen all around the world. My friend Justin Foley. This is what we do on this podcast. We like we like to say we humanize Hollywood. We talk to celebrities. We also talk to people that make them famous. We talk to the security. We talk to. Uh, even the paparazzi themselves and, and journalists themselves to hear some of their stories in there. And this is some, you know, from our feedback, this is some of the stories that you guys love the most, you know, hearing from the people that are actually making this reporting the stories. They're not even, they're not even, I'd say they're more, I call them journalists. They're not reporters because reporters just kind of like relay the story. Journalists are the actually ones documenting or they're at the scene of the crime per se, you know, that's why I consider Justin myself and a lot of these other guys journalists because they're the, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're boots Did, on the wait, ground. Okay. Be honest with me. Do you feel like paparazzi is a, a dirty word or something? Cause I, I feel that you tend to not want to call people paparazzi, but that is the most common term for the person holding a camera out in the street. I think we're going to get into that with Justin. My take is, uh, is something different. You know, I don't consider what we do paparazzi mm -hmm. I, I think what we do is but, a little but that's because you feel like there's a, a dirty connotation when i don't look at the word paparazzi as a a dirty term but i feel that maybe because other people do that's why you stick away from using it is that accurate a little bit um you know i just know the messages i get where people call you dirty paparazzi and stuff like that they don't call yeah. me dirty journalist and you know so there is a negative tone i just call you dirty adam in general though is that that's because i'm dirty dex <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, they call me, but we're going to talk to Foley about this. Uh, again, Foley has been doing this for a long time. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a legend, you know? Uh, so our guest today is a, a long time video journalist who's ran around the streets of New York city and Los Angeles for years for Alex, like TMZ. And again, footage has been seen all around the world. Uh, he's also an author working on a new book. Uh, welcome to the podcast. My friend, Justin Foley. How are you, bud? All right, hold What's on, up? hold on. Don't talk yet. Hold on one sec. Got to rearrange this whole thing. Okay, now, how are you, Justin? What up, boys? How we doing, man? Doing so good, buddy. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. It's been a while, dude. I know, right? All right. So, I, was at, uh, I think I saw you was uh, Dr. G's birthday party. I would say that was probably the last time. I, I mean, listen, I rarely make the trips to L.A. anymore, especially for parties. But Dr. Drew, I made it for his birthday party. <laughs> that was a good party. party. Say that again, Adam. How was that party? How did you guys end up at this party? Like, how, like Justin, how do you get the invite, Dax? How do you get the invite? Like, what was the vibe like at this birthday party? It was to cover it and do, like, you know, uh, just footage and, and interviews and stuff. And then I got invited in and it was... Dax was there and it was, it was a good party. It was a lot of fun. A lot of good people, good energy, you know? Yeah, that was a fun party. It, it was because 
Drew had a roast going on. So it wasn't just like a birthday party, but there was a lot of people that showed up. Steve-O, Adam Carolla, um, Bob Saget was there. God, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people. Joel McHale. So it was a whole roast for his birthday, and they had it at the W in, uh, what was that, Brentwood or something, right? Yeah. And yeah. so everyone comes in. It, it was a fun night, though. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I ended up running into quite a few people I knew. It was, it was awesome. I mean, Drew, I feel like I've known Drew for so long that we've we've had a lot of get-togethers, and so I know a lot of his friends. He's a, he's a really good person, and the people he surrounds himself with are really good people, too, and the good energy, so absolutely is it crazy about dr drew like he's been around for so long but he's a, is a good guy like based on the names you said those are cool people to have around you and he's just a good person like i know he's came on our he came on our podcast we came on his but he's just a good dude and very very intelligent like very hyper aware of like everything going he, like he's in the know he's in the game yeah yeah he's a celebrity that stands out to me as, as one of the best like one of the best people to deal with and talk to yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And, and he'll get a bad rap because that's the thing. Like, I know I know him so well that when I see people just trashing him online, I'm like, you're giving him a hard time. But the guy is like the nicest guy in Hollywood. And he's been so successful, you know, but he gets called a lot of shitty names on- online. And it's too bad. I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people get called bad names online, but that's just. <laughs> it's that is true that is very true Jesus himself came back and was online people were like this guy's a jerk <laughs> so justin you know we were just talking obviously in your intro about the word paparazzi and whether or not this has just a negative connotation whether you call yourself one or you're like adam call yourself a street journalist what is your view as a person behind a camera about the word paparazzi um, I think that that word actually, you know, definitely has negative connotations to it. And for a good reason, um, there, you know, you have to realize like in that world, there's an ecosystem of different people wanting different things. Right. And so, and there's people that are working freelance, people that are working for companies and they've got sort of a different motives. So like, for instance, uh, you take a company like say, I don't know if name them, but like, let's say a company that would have celebrity content. If they have an in-house guy, right, who's on a salary and whatnot, that person for legal reasons and for, and for just, you know, other reasons as well, is not either required to or want, they want them to chase after celebrities. In other words, running red lights. They don't want them doorstepping. They don't want them doing all the kind of the negative things, chasing paparazzi down or chasing celebrities down. And so they'll kind of wait at restaurants or wait at places or go to events where it's a little bit more like everyone agrees that it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to like people that are working, say, independently and they need to they need that shot to get paid. So that's like paparazzi, like hiding in the bushes, chasing people in their cars. That's dangerous behavior. And I think that people have are are right in saying that that behavior is kind of has negative connotations to it. Uh, Taking photos of, of celebrities, children. So that's that's one element of 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 sort of a broad umbrella term of you know of what's going on. You know what I mean? No, I. So do you consider yourself a paparazzi or do you consider? No, no, I would not because I I I never wait. I never did anything like that. I never. If somebody didn't want to inter- talk to me, I think that's the biggest misconception. You're like, I don't want to talk to you. And I'm like, good. I don't want to talk. To, I don't want to talk to you. I'm gonna go have a pizza and go chill out. It's like it's more about like, hey, if you want to do this, let's do this. And I've had conversations with celebrities beforehand, but like, hey, man, I'm not in the mood today. I'm like, no problem, dude. Like, I don't want to bother you if I don't want to talk. It's got to be mutual. You know, it's got to be like we both want to talk. We both want to do this. It becomes such a better interview, and then you get better quality things when you do that. So, so when someone would ask you before, because I know you're not doing this now, but you know, a couple of years ago, someone would say, hey, what what do you do for a living? What is your response to that then? Uh, I just say I'm a field producer. Well, that's what I am, a field producer. Produce content in the field. Okay. So, yeah. So that's Cameraman, cameraman, field producer. Because I think that's a different thing. I, I think there are different, you know, there's different sort of people in that ecosystem. You know, like, uh, uh, for instance, would you consider someone like Billy on the street? Would he be paparazzi? Yeah, I I know. But I I feel like you've got a a great point. Uh, You know, I I guess him being on camera makes him more of the host. But I mean, I've seen Adam do the same thing where Adam makes himself a part of the video. So he's then hosting it. I don't know. It is a weird, slippery line. And I think the only thing that makes it a weird, slippery line is because people 
turn the word paparazzi into a negative thing when it really isn't. Yes, there's bad apples out there, but I don't think that every paparazzi is bad and should get that term to make yeah. it a negative thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, in every industry, you can have a bad apple ruin it for the rest of us. I think the biggest, I think the biggest differentiation differentiation is, are you hiding in bushes? If you're hiding in a bush, well, then you're just, you're, you're a creep. You're not a paparazzi. You're just. A I'm creep. saying paparazzi hide in bushes and they chase people. If you're yep. if you're running red lights and hiding in bushes, then you're probably paparazzi. If you're not, then you're probably not. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, because I mean, I I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting in any bushes, dude. I, I don't care. You don't want to talk to me on out. <laughs> I hear you. So how did you be? become a journalist, a field producer. How did, how did you get the job so, or how did you I had, start? So I went to film school at San Diego State. And then right when I graduated, I got a job doing extras casting for a show called Veronica Mars. That was my show for three years. I, I did the pilot and I cast all the extras for that show. And, um, and then I did a couple more things after that. It was in San Diego that we filmed that show. Um, and shortly after that, I, you know, I worked for a company called, it was BGSD, background San Diego. It was cool. It was a really great job. I loved casting. And that was kind of where I, I found myself really enjoying that pro you know, the casting process. I love, I love casting the energy of it, pulling people into the business. I had so many fun things that happened to me. So many fun stories, crazy things. And I really enjoyed it, but the studio sort of was coming to an end. They were closing, they were getting more into military productions. And so I was kind of phased out, moved to LA uh, kind of cause I had to, to look for work. And then when I got here, a guy who I knew who I cast Brandon, I cast Brandon, <laughs> I, I cast him and he was like, Hey, there's this company called TMZ. And I was like, dude, I don't really want to do that. Like, I want to do casting. I don't want to be chasing after people and bothering people. It's just not really something that I want to do. He's like, no, no, it's not like that. A lot of them want to do the interviews. It's fun. Come check it out. And I was like, okay. And I tried it out and the, you know, the money was really good and the energy. I'm a night guy. So there was night hours. Uh, you know, I was able to do that. And I, and I had a first, at first I hated it. And then I, the first guy I interviewed is uh, Russell Simmons. And I talked to him about yoga and he was so cool. He pulled, rolled his window down. We had this great interview, great conversation. I said, this is actually really fun. And this is really cool. And I got a high from it. I saw my interview online. I saw it on TV. People were talking about it on Twitter. And I was like, this is actually really, this is really cool. So then I kind of got hooked and I, and then I ended up staying a little bit longer than I, than I thought. I, I thought I would just do the job for the year, but I stayed a little longer and I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. And Justin, you know, yeah. you, you breezed over the fact that you worked on Veronica Mars. Did you, you know, what was it like working with Kristen Bell? I, Amazing. I, I was, she's such a, uh, that was, a, you know, I didn't really, you know, go from film school and then that was the first job that I had sort of in industry. And when I saw how, uh, I saw the, like the, the process of an actor and actress, like I saw like the work that goes into it, how she got into a role, how she sort of listened to the director, did what she wanted to do, took creative, you know, took a, um, a creative control over the character. Like that, that to me, like she was a, she's a really you know, incredible person and an incredible actress. So that really blew me away when I saw like, like what she did. And that kind of it was really impressive to watch. And it was a really cool show to work on because it was, a, it was a young show. You know, I went out and booked all these people from San Diego state. I went to the beaches. I went to the clubs. I got people to be extras because we didn't really have a big database. You know, we had to have a SAG count that we filled. And I didn't have SAG actors and actresses in San Diego because they were all in LA and they don't want to drive down, you know, maybe they would here and there if they could, but for the most part they didn't. So I had to go out and basically build a repertoire of SAG actors and actresses. I had to waiver all these people to get them into the union. So I had, you know, basically an arsenal of people to use. And it was a lot of fun, you know, pulling people together, watching the relationships that were formed from that show. Cause it was a high school show. So everybody, I mean, obviously, you know, you do a high school show, everyone's in their twenties and thirties cause that's what you do. And they look, you know, 18 will look younger, you know, but, but wait, it was wait, were you there for the filming of the Veronica Mars movie? We did that at TMZ. So you get that full circle of working on Veronica Mars and then we filmed the movie for it. I mean, my spot yeah. ended up on the floor in the, the editing room, but it was still like a pretty cool experience. Yeah. I, you know, unfortunately I was in New York at the time I was working. I got, I took a job after all, after I left, whatever, I took a job in New York. I actually worked at the NASDAQ doing financial interviews. Wow. I was, I was actually in New York city during that. I was working for a media company in the NASDAQ. So I was actually in New York during that time. So when they filmed that, I was, I wasn't a part of that, but I actually did go to the, uh, Red they had a premiere in New York, so I got the chance to see Kristen. I saw a Jason, I saw um, um, uh, Rob. They're all great people, they're such good people, you know. That's really cool. 
So obviously become, you know, you're, you're on one side of the camera, you know, or one side of the industry working as casting, working along with a celebrity, you know, working with her. And now mm -hmm. you're working on the other side where you're a journalist. Did you ever have to film her or have any experiences with her? Well, I, did I, I didn't, I, I got, a, I got tips for her and I always left her alone because I didn't, I was just so weird for me to go after her and Amanda, Amanda Safety's such a great person too. I know her, if I got tips on them. I was like, I just didn't. It's just too like, and I know she's not into it. Like if I, if I thought that they were into it, I'd be like, hey, it's Justin, whatever, you know, but they're not, some people just aren't into that thing. Mm -hmm. So I leave it alone, you know, it's, it's not something that I really want to, like I said, going back to what we talked about earlier, if they're not into it, if I know celebrities not into it, I do not want to do the interview because I don't really want to, it's got to be like, hey, I want to do this. Now she'd probably like to, I probably could do a good interview with her in another area. Like if we were on a radio show or something like a podcast, I would interview her, you know, and help would have fun interview there but in the street i don't think she's really into it so no her her and dax are not not big fans yeah. of cameras no. in the street and no i i, I respect that for you just saying hey that that's not that's not where i want to go with that you know did right. you have any like really memorable moments with celebs that you want to talk about i know that yeah, i mean when you're out here in la obviously it's full of massive stars, NBA stars, LeBron, whoever, you know, do you have any stories that you can, you can chat to us about? Oh my God. You just said LeBron and I have, I have a funny story. It's <laughs> all right. So I look, I, I'm an NFL. I like the foot. I like football. I'm an NFL guy. I like watching, but I don't really, I used to watch basketball back in the nineties when the Knicks were in the Chicago were going at it, you know? Uh, but I kind of got away from basketball. So I wasn't really watching it for a long time. I didn't, I didn't like pick it up. Like I couldn't get into it. Anyway, I was, it was Father's Day, and I'm waiting outside Boa, and there's a tip. There's a guy who goes, oh, the, you know, LeBron's inside. I said, really? Okay, all right. And that was the whole story when he was going to leave the Heat. There was, like, this whole conversation. Mm -hmm. like, was LeBron going to stay with the Heat? Was he going to leave his memory and all? So I'm like, I'm like, oh, really? Okay, cool. I was like, wow. So this couple comes out, and they're like, hey, are you waiting for LeBron? I'm like, is he, is he really in there? They're like, yeah, he's in there. We just saw him. He's sitting in the corner. He's with his girl. I said, wow, holy shit. Okay, cool. You know, and I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll ask him if he's going to stay with the Heat. That's the question, right? Like, you know, I looked it up. I saw there was, that was the conversation. But I didn't really know. I, I'm just being honest with you. I know it sounds crazy. This is another thing about me. I don't watch TV, really. I, don't, I didn't watch the NBA. I, didn't, I was kind of out of the loop. I didn't really know what LeBron, I, I kind of knew what he looked like, but I didn't 100% really know. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but I got, so out walks this guy and I'm looking at him going, I don't, and there's another paparazzi there named Finger Breaker Dave. So Finger Breaker Dave and me are like hanging out, right? And he's like, he's like, y'all, bro. He's like, that's LeBron right there. I'm like, dude, I don't think that's him. And he's like, dude, I'm telling you, that's totally him. Look at him. He's like, I'm looking at him. And Finger Breaker Dave, I see his thick glasses. And I'm like, I, I don't know. So I walk up to this guy and I'm like, hey, man, I just want to know if you're staying with the Heat. He's, he's, he's towering over me. He goes, I'm not with the Heat. I'm not LeBron. So <laughs> I'm trying to, I go, oh man. And I'm like, I don't know who this dude is. I just don't. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, you must be a basketball player. He's like, nah, man, I'm not. I'm like, this guy's playing. He's, he's pulling my leg. On and on and on. We're talking all about it. He won't tell me who it is. I hand in the footage. Come to find out it's Greg Oden. Oh. <laughs> I was so embarrassed, man. I'm telling you, like, oh, and they, they ripped me on there. And rightly so. But it was, it was, it was a great moment because I was just trying to. I was trying to make light of it. He's a great spirit. That guy's a that guy is an angel. He's an awesome <laughs> dude. And I ended up doing all this research on him. I found out he went to Ohio and all that. And I learned all about him. And I ended up running into him uh, shortly after. I said, "Hey, man, I want to apologize." He's, "Ah, oh, no, you're all good, man." And I was like, "I know who you are." I know. And he was like, "No, that's cool." My cousins ripped me for that one. They made fun of me. And then he ended up being on the same team for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Like in any moment inside the TMZ newsroom to just rag on someone, it was a, 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 oh, a pretty yeah. funny moment. So I, I don't remember yeah. that one in particular, but I'm sure it went down pretty funny inside the newsroom. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. A, it, it's on. It's, you can find it online. It's a funny. It still, it still exists, you know. So uh, good. Yeah. How often does yeah. it happen though that you like mistake someone for someone else, or like you can't really tell oh. if that's the person? Like, what do you do in that case scenario where it's, you see someone, or, or you draw? I know that person's name and I cannot think of it. You're like, whatever, you know, you can't, it's, it's, a, it happens a lot, especially for me. Cause I don't really watch a lot of, I don't, when I lived in New York city for five years, I didn't even own a television. I would just watch YouTube. I, I just, I don't know who any, I didn't know who people were. I was like, I don't know. And they, they tell me that's the girl from whatever. Okay. All right, cool. It almost made the interviews better because I, I didn't know if you know who they are, you kind of get, 
you can get wonky with it. If you don't know, you're just having a conversation with somebody. It becomes a little more organic, you know? Yeah. What is- yeah, there's a funny, there's a funny story that we, I, did you work at TMZ when they, when, uh, so he's not, he hates, he doesn't watch sports, but he's a, he's one of these guys that jumps out of airplanes and he does all this other stuff, but he's one of our camera guys. And he got a tip from the valet. They go, Oh, Mr. Um, the guy from dancing with wolves is here. He says, Oh, no way. Kevin Costner. So he drives to the, I was at Agal. He drives to the restaurant and the guy comes out and he goes, Sir, uh, you're gonna. He's like, oh, Kevin, are you gonna do? You're gonna do another movie? Everybody do Dance with Wolves Part Two. He goes, what? He starts asking all these questions. Like, Kevin, you gonna do this? Kevin, you gonna do that? He's like, my name's not Kevin. My name's Joe. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Goes back to the office. He's like, yeah, they said it was Kevin Costner. I was like, but let me look at the footage. It's Joe Montana. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's it's fine. You can find it if you Google it. It comes up. That's another one that's out there still too. Uh, yeah, they're out. That's funny because it's like Kevin Costner to me is so incredibly famous and so recognizable. That's really funny just to think even someone would screw that up. You know, what was like the best place to to get celebs in L.A.? I you know I'm I'm a, I'm a comedy like I stand up guys like I, I'm kind of falling to that world. I try doing a little stand up. I, I'm an improv guy. Like that's where, that was my hangout. I like the layout because it's on, you know, it's on Melrose. They have that like it's set back where you can kind of chill. There's a bar area. They're super cool there. The energy. Wait, what is did really you fun. say it was? The improv. Oh, the, the improv, improv comic. Okay. But you're improv. you're saying that like, there's a lot of celebs that go there. Tons of celebs that go there. They go there to watch their because they're friends with a lot of comedians. The energy's mm. good. They want to go see comedy. You know, uh, um, the it's just the vibe is fun, and they, they're friends with a lot of comics, so they go and watch them. They want to get the uh, maybe inspiration for being funny if they're going to be in a movie or something like that. But there's a, there's a lot of celebrities that go to the improv. Paul McCartney went to the improv. Uh, I mean, everybody has gone to the improv. Adam, great- this is this is the first time someone's brought up the improv, and I it, it's it's true because I remember now that I think about it, there were a lot of photos because the improv right on Sunset. There's like kind of like a back entrance, right? Yeah. That's around yeah. the corner where celebs will go in. Um, but no one's brought that up before. Everyone talks about the restaurants and the bars and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the improv, you that is a good spot. I've seen Bieber there before. I've seen yeah, everybody. Every, the improv, yeah. in, the Laugh Factory, in the Laugh Factory, too. Yep. I, I, I have to give those guys props. Those guys were always cool with me. I like that spot, too. That was a good one in, in everything. But but improv, was, I hung out there more. That was my that was my hangout for a while. And I got a, I got a ton of people there. And and again, I built that rapport with him. Oh, I am, I am thinking you. the Laugh Factory, aren't I? My bad. Well, the Laugh Factory is on, yeah. on Sunset, which is it's right on the Yeah. And that one, but the improv is the one that has the, it's on Melrose. It was across from Red O that used to be there. Okay. Okay. Remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I think I know where you're at now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a great, but I like the layout there because you, you got more room to move and you can kind of hang out in the bar. There's an outside area you can chill in. Yeah. So it's good. Dope. Yeah, that was good. That was good suggestion because I think people come out here and they want to see celebs and they're like, where the hell do I go? Comedy go places. see a comedy show and then you're going to see store. something funny and you get to see celebs most likely. No, we just checked the roster. You got the big three. You got the comedy store, which is the world for everyone knows the comedy store, right? You got the store. You got, um, but the layout there was, it was not easy for me to get shots and I, they had a different, they were a little more celeb, like, you know, there's a little more mm-hmm. of a barrier to get footage there or not. And I understood, I get it. So, but, the, but as far as I'm going to see celebrities, big names go there too, but you got the store, the laugh factory and the improv. So those are great three. Those are like that's a trifecta right there, baby. You're gonna get if you check the list. There's always somebody between the, one of them, and sometimes some nights celebrities will go and perform. Da 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 da. They'll go. They'll go one two three, and they'll do all three. So yeah. big can names, they, you know. Can they sneak into the improv, or do they like pull right up to the front and like walk in, or they do they can, go? To, like, they can go. They can go. There's a back entrance. There's an alleyway. They can go in there. And if they do that, I never ever. But sometimes I go through the front, and if they saw me there, I had a I had a relationship with I don't want to name the names, but there was big, but maybe just, like a lot of the guys that didn't really want to talk with there. Sometimes they're working on material; they don't really want to be bothered, so no problem. And that was kind of like the the understanding we had. The improv actually liked me there because it was added some excitement and fun, and a lot of the celebrities like to talk. Sometimes they'd be there; they're in a good mood, and if they didn't, I left them alone. I would just go and have some fries and hang out. So I didn't really it didn't bother me either way. So. You know what's funny, Dex? I was just in L.A. recently, and I was running around town with my camera. I've never been a ran around L.A. with my camera. So I was in L.A. to work. So I I hit up Foley. I go, Foley, where do I go? Where do I go see celebs during the day? And what did you say, Foley? (laughs) I know. I know, dude. It's so weird. I don't know. Uh, Il Pasteo. 
Really? And why does, you know, I don't understand it. I don't understand it because I look, I like spaghetti like the next guy, man. You know, I do. I love spaghetti and I like I, I, I like it. But and you know, at a hot day, like I don't know. What? How are you like I feel like a carb central spot a lot of clubs wouldn't be going to hot pasta like uh, no i can't do it dude i don't know and it's packed it's packed in there i, I don't get it i don't know who eats hot spaghetti in a hot day I can't. It's like ice cream in the winter i just i don't i mean maybe i'd rather do that than do hot pasta in a hot day i just so wait some- adam did you end up going did you see anyone i did i went by i saw i saw like uh ian dior there i saw like jonathan chabin there um i was i, I saw uh what's his name uh from Rocky Four, uh, he was there. Uh, Drago was there. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but it's just funny. Like, I was like, Foley, what are you talking about? He's like, Yeah, I don't know about Foley's answers. I don't get it. some. That's a hot, nice day, but these people like to eat spaghetti at noon. You know, and it's just <laughs> I don't. You know, I can't. It's packed with celebrities and people all the time. It's like ninety-two degrees out, and there's like hot spaghetti. I'm like, dude, <laughs> no, I, no. Give me some sushi or like a cold cut sandwich. I hot pasta like no but it's wild the place is packed the place is packed uh, uh, food it's authentic and it's delicious i've eaten it it's really good on a chilly on a chi- chilly wednesday night i'm i'm all about it man but like on a hot sunday afternoon so like sun blistering down in my head no so fully you know you you've ran into just about everyone out in the streets yeah. i mean when you when you're in la and you, you've got a camera in your hand and you know the places to go you see all kinds of celebs. Who was the one celeb that left you really starstruck, though? Like, when you think back and you're like, holy shit, I, got like, two, I can't believe I, I ran into that person. I got two that stand out. Well, there's two. Well, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, because I, I you know, that he's just such a, such an incredible figure. He's such a brilliant mind. He's doing so much to, like, really bring us into, like, the next wave of, of sort of, um, I don't know, of society as far as like his technology and what he's trying to do and what he does and, and everything. And so that was a really cool interview. We talked about something that I, you know, he's a, he's a brilliant guy to talk to. And he, and he was, um, that, that was a good one. Uh, we talked about AI, the dangers of artificial intelligence and everything and how that's going to really affect humanity. That was cool. Um, that stands out. Donald Trump, Donald Trump stands out. I, I, I'll tell you, he, he he's, I, Two times I interviewed him. Both times he stood out to me. It was really interesting. I, he, uh, I was waiting out. I was at Spago, and he sent his guy out, and it was a bunch of people. It's before he was president, and he sent his guy out, and the guy was like, interviewing his his security guard was talking to people of who was who, and then he was like, Are you? and he found out who I was, and kind of gave me a little look over and talking. He's like, stand over here. So he went inside, and then Trump came out and. He had an intelligence about him that I never saw with other celebrities. Other celebrities will come out and be cast. He was very, he knew what to do. He came out and he came right to me and we talked to me. And so I, the way he handled himself with that, that was interesting to me. It stood out. Most celebrities didn't, didn't do that. And the second time I met him was in New York and I have to give him credit. He, you know, everybody, it was raining. I was at, a, I was at an event at the governor's ball, governor's mansion. It was raining out. They, they put me out when there's a gate, like you got to stand over here. I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to go home. And celebrities were going in like 100 feet away from me. You, you know, Adam, you've dealt with this before. Sometimes you're standing far away and you go, you got to have them try to come over. Not one person came over to me except for one, Donald Trump. And he walked over and he was not so nice. And we talked and I made him laugh. And he was, you know, he's just a good guy. And he left. I was like, I have to give him credit. He's the only one that came over. And people get mad. You know, I go, look, I don't, you take, take it how you want. Take it how you want from that. If you hate the guy, you love him, whatever. I'm just telling you what happened. I'm just reporting you what he, he's the only one that came over to talk to me. That's all. If you take it how you want, you know? Yeah. It's funny how polarizing he became after landing yeah. as president. Like you forget exactly. that the, the reality star, the billionaire, that all stuff, like it just kind of yeah. goes out the window because people either love him or hate him. It's really cool. Yeah. And I just, I just said, Hey, this is what he did. He's the only guy that actually came over and talked to me. It was nice to me. Yeah. And everyone's like, ah, this time. I said, Hey man, I'm just telling you what he did. He came over and talked to me. Did, Nobody else did. Did you so, meet any other presidents? I met Biden. Okay. I met Biden. I interviewed, I interviewed him. I tried to interview him. I, he, his people wouldn't really let me talk to him. I tried to ask him a question and they, they, they covered it up and they, they brushed him away from me. So I didn't, wasn't a great interaction. I'm going to be honest with you. 
I try to ask him a normal question about what was going on was when he was running for office and they, his handlers did not let him talk. They pulled him away. So gotcha. Can you get close to him? Yeah, it was in an alleyway. It was in an alleyway in Santa Monica. It was like an alleyway where he was going in to talk to us. And they were like, we don't need you, creeper, getting next to our future president <laughs> well, in an alleyway. We get it. Not yeah, well, it was, it, was, it, was, well I say it was the alleyway. It was the entrance to the... Yeah, no, I'm just messing with you. Of yeah, course, they're yeah. keeping everyone away from him. It was in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so Foley, you've also been outside Craig's. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a work, you know, explain to the people at home who aren't familiar with Craig's, but also like what it's like being outside Craig's every night, you know, it's like a press conference, night. It's, a, it's a press conference. It's, you know, I don't know. I, I suppose like every sort of the generation has that spot that like everyone kind of hangs out, you know, when we were, I guess there's like, maybe it was Musso and Frank's in the forties. Who knows? I don't know. I'm sure it was Spago back in the eighties. And now, now it seems to be Craig's. It's uh, it's a good. Uh, the food is delicious. It's reasonably priced. It's good to hang out. They're great people. The energy is good. It's the. I think the layout has something to do with it. It's the end of Melrose. There, it's got a good vibe. Um, Looky Lou show up from all over the place. I mean, families will show up with their kids to catch a glimpse of celebrities. There's paparazzi there. There's journalists there. There's there's autograph seekers. They want to get autographs. There's like uh, super fans that want to get pictures with celebrities. It's a wild scene, man. It's a whole ecosystem of, of just uh, of just uh, controlled chaos. And you, you said that it was, it was funny because you were talking about the press conference, which it truly is. How many celebs do you think are promoting something or need the press that just make that reservation because they know cameras yeah. are there and they want to get their, their they photo do. taken. They do. I, I like it when the person has a new spat, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend, and then they just go to Craig so they can, you know, that's the way to like get, right. Have your ex yeah. see you with the new mm-hmm. uh, there. It's like, Oh, it's going to go to Craig's. That's another thing too, that we talk about. It's like, Oh, you're about, it's like when you're, if you're walking through the front door of Craig's, it's like, you know, you know, you're, it's like, you want to get, you know, you want to get your picture taken. You want to get interviewed. That's sort of a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, come on. Is so, every night um, there a celebrity? Pretty much. I mean, um, yeah, I would say there's always somebody depending on what, you know, I mean, almost every night. Yeah. And is Craig's cool? I'm not there. I'm not there all the time now. You know, now I don't. I don't really do this. I don't, I'm not really in the game much. And you know, I'm doing other. I'm writing and stuff now. I'm doing music, so I don't really. I'm not really. So, but I, I go there every now and then. I'm there, and I. It's still always just as busy as ever. And the food's great. I have to say, the food's good. The chicken farm. Mm-hmm. Is that, do the do the places ever run you guys out food? Like, well, in El Paso, but like, oh, I saw you guys working. Here's some extra pasta or something. Like no, that. those places, well, hot pasta in the middle. No, I mean, uh, yeah, Craig's has given us, like, we've gotten pizzas and stuff. It's cold out and they get an order. If we're not, you know, depending on the vibe, it depends if it's a chaos or crazy or if it's a little more chill. It's just, it's happened. Yeah, sure. It's so the place, like, is Craig's cool with you guys being outside or mm-hmm. what? Like, are they? Yeah, it's sort of like everyone kind of knows it's become a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to realize too, like, I, you know, I'll tell you a story. Um, when I, like I said, you got to realize when I when I got first involved in this job, I didn't really want to do it. It wasn't really my thing. I was more of a casting guy, and so uh, it was like pretty early on when I was doing this. I still had my kind of. I liked it, but I was like, I don't know. And so um, it was at STK, and the manager came out. Was like, I thought, I was like, oh, this guy's gonna run me out of here. And he was like, oh no, you're totally cool being here. And I was like, oh really? And he was like, look, I used to hate you, hate guys being out here, and I hated it and kicked everybody away. He said, and then one time this group came in, spent all this money. They're from uh, Europe, Sweden, uh, and she spent all this money. And I said, how did you guys hear about our restaurant? He's like, oh, we saw it on TMZ. And he was like, all right, that's it. I want, the, I want everyone here. So then he started wanting people being there because it was free promotion, right? And then you get, you get an interview and you get, they, we got Brad Pitt eating at STK, right? And then it's like someone sees that and goes, honey, when we go on vacation there, I want to eat there because he ate there. And now you've got families going there to kind of catch the celebrities. It becomes this whole sort of snowball effect. So I think that's kind of what's happened with Craig now. Well, I would, you know, I would hope they appreciate it because it doesn't matter how many celebs come in. If there's no paparazzi to take the photos of the celebs going in, no one will know the restaurant exists. If a tree fell in the woods and nobody was there to hear it, right? Yep, exactly. So, I mean, I would hope that the, you know, these yeah. big restaurants, I mean, shoot, if I had a restaurant in LA and celebs were attending, I'd be like, I hope that people are taking photos because that is what's going to put my name on the map. And that's the uh, reason everyone knows Craig's is because of the press conferences, the celebs walking in, the photos being taken. 
it's the yeah. spot to go. Yeah, it has, yeah, and Bowen did that back in the day too. Remember, like, and that that's something that happened now. There's a restaurant, Saddle Ranch. I don't know if you guys know the history of that, but Saddle Ranch. For There's a, while, a, a little restaurant called Saddle Ranch. Of course, yeah. everyone knows that crazy place. <laughs> no, I'm saying you guys know, but people listening, people listening might not know. But there's you no know, Saddle Ranch, right? Well, I, well, you know how popular it was, and then it kind of like nobody really went there. But then I don't know if you know the story. The TikTokers were going yep. there. Yep. And they were and they were getting like stuff and they were saying, hey, just say you were here. So then all of a sudden, and and the, again, I think it has to do with the layouts on sunset, the lights, it's blah da. And they were like TikToking that they were at Saddle Ranch. And then all of a sudden, all these tweens and stuff started going to Saddle Ranch to see the TikTokers and the place is mobbed. Have you seen how packed you haven't been to, I don't know, Adam, you saw. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Mobbed. It's mobbed. It's mobbed. And you know, guys and girls that are like young are dragging the parents there and Come on, I want to go see. Uh, I don't know, whatever that. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked. We didn't we talk to Bryce Hall about yeah. that exact thing about Saddle Ranch and them kind of yeah. putting it back on the map again. Yeah, Bryce is a good dude. I interviewed him. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Uh, like so, speaking yeah. of like just run-ins, have you ever had a run-in that you're just like that was really awkward? It wasn't wasn't a a good interaction with a celeb. Uh, I don't know. I don't really focus on negative stuff. I kind of let it just go out because I understand where people are coming from. I never really ever focus on stuff because I know that, you know, you have to realize something too. Like they might have had the news outlets might have done a bad story on that it wasn't true, and then they're kind of kind of take it on on them. So I never really focus on those things. I, I mean, usually, it's usually never the it's never the person usually per se because they'll just kind of like be elusive and run away. It's usually like their friends or people around them or or even people don't even know them. They're trying to be the heroes or like yell at, you know, mm -hmm. it's that stuff. Like I had actually had a funny story one time. My my buddy um, was like, hey, there's this actress. She's like been in one thing and she's trying to get her name out there. Can you go meet us over Fogo to Chow? And I'm like, yeah, I'll try. I mean, I don't know they're going to run it because, I, you know, the deal. I was like, I, she's not really known. And he's like, just do her a favor. Try to do this interview for her, please. I'm like, you know, they're begging me to come film her. I'm like, all right, I'll come over and I'll. I'll do my best. I'll come up with a question that maybe they're going to want to bite on. So I go over to interview this girl and I'm waiting for her. And then this family comes out and the guy starts getting in my face and yelling at me. And, and I'm like, and I'm like, I, she called it. I don't want to say that she called me, but I'm like, it's just so funny because they have no idea. You know, they think that they're like, I'm bothering you. And you're like, no, no, she wants me. Here. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's like begging me, please come interview me. And it's like, Oh God. And I'm like, I don't want to Especially be like, Especially if it's not a big name person, you should be like, please, by yeah. all means meet my girlfriend yeah. or my daughter or whatever it is. Yeah. The guy didn't know. He's like, Oh, you're bothering everybody. I'm like, I'm literally, they called me to come here. It's like, Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I How love that. that happen? Not with you, but you see with other photographers in LA that someone's getting the phone call to do a setup shot. But what was that now? Like, How often do you see that happening in LA? with some of the other photographers just getting called and doing setup shots. I mean, I think that kind of happens. Yeah. That, of course. I think. Yeah, of course. Because that, especially if uh, there's something um, going on that they're connected to, in other words, if a co-star got in trouble or someone's questioning the character of someone that they know and they're close with them and they want to, Hey, I want to talk about this. I want to defend the person or, or I want to share my story. Those, those setups kind of happen and then setups that, Maybe someone's promoting something, of course. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I had a film when I was in film school, I had a teacher that told me it was like, if it's on TV, it's fake. <laughs> Don't believe it. It's, you know, because it's, it's, if it's, if it's, you know, scripted, a lot of times things are, yes, things are happening behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. you know, so very, I want to check something you fully. I'm, me and Dax are each going to say a name and I want to see if you have a story on your experience with them. Okay, I'll start first, and I'm going to name a name, and then just tell me about your experience with them, and have you shot them? If not, we've heard, and tell me a little bit about them. So I'll start first okay. with Brad Pitt. Never shot him, never met him. Have you Taylor heard anything Swift. about him? I heard he's a pretty nice guy. Actually, I have, a, I, have a, I have a positive Brad Pitt story. It was when he was dating, I believe, Gwyneth. My friend's a cameraman on a, on a movie that she was on. He came to the set. For some reason, the, the budget, they didn't, his assistant called out. And he didn't have an assistant to help him with the camera. Brad was there to kind of support her. And he helped him carry all of his equipment and became like his camera assistant for the day. He was helping him out. Oh, that's dope. What a great guy. Yeah. All right. My name, uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, never met her doing that. I, I actually worked for a company and I did red car. I did um, award shows. So I used to coordinate talent for award shows. And I met her at one of the award shows. It might have been the VMAs on the red carpet. And she was nice. 
she's tall. I didn't realize how tall she was. That yeah. stood out. To me. She's very tall. <laughs> uh, Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, great. She's a sweetheart. Always with the dogs. Always wants to talk. Very intelligent. Sweetheart. Uh, I, I recently met her when she did her. Um, she has a fundraiser uh, for the animals. Dog one, yeah. Yeah, and I went there, and she was so sweet, so nice to me. And I like her. She's a good person. She's like uh, the wealth and, and, and the opulence, but she's really a good, sp- a good spirit, you know? All right. How about Britney Spears? Uh, you know, I, I never really met her. I got too close to her. I just had events where she was running into the car. That's, that's like a, that's a Haley's comment there. <laughs> <laughs> Drake. Uh, his security, he's a good guy, but he's very, very private and he, he doesn't really want to talk much. So he doesn't, but his security personnel is really good. They're intelligent. He's got good people around him the way that they control where he goes and who's around him. They're very smart. They scan the area. They know who's going on. They know faces. Good, good team. I think he's a good guy. Uh, I only, he gave me a thumbs up a few times. He doesn't really want to talk, but he lets you know, like, Hey man, I appreciate you. I see you, but I don't really want to be on camera, but it's, he's from what I get, he's a good dude. All right, Bieber. Oh, I have a funny, I have a great interview with Bieber. I, but, but him and I, I have a funny story. So he's a good, I, I just think he got famous so fast, so young when he was so little. And he, he had a heart, he was growing up in front of the camera. And so, you know, he, we kind of watched his evolution. Um, but it's a story when he was called a brat. There was something that happened on an airline. So they sent me out to interview him. And it's a funny story because Twitter uh, uh, had banned his name because it was eating up the bandwidth. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember they stopped with the like hashtags, right? Yeah, they shadow banned them, right? So, so it's a funny story because I go, they sent me out to go interview. I'm like, hey man, what's up? He's like, yo, I don't know, man. I was like, what's the story going on with you? They're calling you Brad. He goes, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know why they're doing that. So we're just like walking by Katsuya having a convo. We go, we're walking having a convo. I'm like, yeah, dude, it was a great, it was a fun time. And then he, I go, hey man, you know, when you're a celebrity, he goes, I'm not a celebrity. No, I'm, you're at, my name's Derek. So Derek Bieber was tre- was trending next day on Twitter. <laughs> that was, so it was actually the Derek Bieber interview. I did that interview. It was a fun interview. And you know what's funny? After that, you know, you read the comments, leave below and you're bothering me. After the interview, him and I were laughing. We high fived. He was a good, he was a good dude. And then I ran into him at the VMAs and I was there. And I was like, yo, what's up? I got a picture. And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you ask Derek for a photo or you asked Bieber? Oh, Derek, for you got a picture. I was like, yeah, I did the Derek. He's like, oh, you know. <laughs> I know you. I'm like, ah, cool, man. That's awesome. Um, Dane Cook. Uh, Dane's, I like him. He's a good dude. Uh, he's He's got good energy. And he's got that East Coast Boston, like, hey, man, what's up? I, I apparently, uh, one of the Natwoods did a bad story on him. So he didn't really want to talk to them. So, and I got it. So him and I would talk off camera about it. You know, and he was like, I'm going to give you an interview, you know, whatever. They kind of did me a little wrong there. And I'm like, I don't blame you, dude. You know, it's, that's a story about someone where the news outlets kind of did them dirty and he didn't really want to deal with them anymore. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, and they were like talking bad about him. Remember there was a while they were like kind of throwing him under the bus all the time. Yeah. And it was like, not fair to the guy. And I, I, I was on his side. I was like, dude, I agree with you, man. I think I like Dane Cook. I like his comedy. I think he's a good dude. So I always got along with him and I, he liked, I think he's, I think he's a good guy. Tara Reed. Uh, I only met her one time. She was nice to me. I barely, I, I, I was brief. I think we talked about Sharknado or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, Heather Locklear. Sweetheart. What a sweetheart. She's so sweet. You know, I, I worked with her when I did casting in San Diego. I worked on this movie called Flying By. It was with um, um, Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus and her worked in this movie. And I had a company called Bum Gloves at the time. We did fingerless gloves. And I gave her a pair of white fingerless gloves. And she was so nice to me about that. Um, and then she was at the improv. And that's when she, re- and then she had to come off. The- and then I ran into her and she came off the, uh, remember that story where she went kind of off the deep end for a hot minute there? Yeah. And that was typical because I had, to, I wanted to ask her because I, I know she wanted to talk about it and stuff. So it was good. I got a chance to put her in a good light and I asked her some positive questions and she was, gave me some positive answers. And that was the end. So that was a nice thing for me to, I thought that was, she's sweet. I think she's a really good person. All right. My last one is Miley Cyrus. Oh, I never really met, met with her, but I gave her a pair of, I gave her dad, give her a pair of those fingerless gloves. And I think she got a pair of pink, but I never really dealt with her before I ever talked to her. So. Okay. Uh, my last um, one is uh, Paul McCartney. Oh my God. So I met, I'm, I'm a Beatles nut. I'm like, look, look at this, man. I just ordered this box. So there's this company, look at this. So I, this is, these are cards. 
let me show you this. Listen, look how cool this is. These are all cards, like playing cards. <laughs> Isn't that so cool? Look at you. Yeah, I get these. Uh, there's these companies out there that make these cards. You can get different things. Like, look, this one's uh, uh, Robin Hood. You can get different. I mean, I'm collecting these cards now, you know. Uh, anyway, I got the Beatles. I'm a Beatles nut. Nut. I, got, I play guitar. I, I drums because of the Beatles. Anyway, uh, I got a chance to meet Ringo Starr. And I was like, holy crap, I can't believe it. I met him and we talked. And it was when James, his Paul's son, was performing at the Viper. That's and they so came cool. out. And there was a rumor Paul was going to be there. He didn't show up. I was so bummed. But I got a rumor that I know where he eats at uh, uh, Moza. And I got a tip that he was at Moza. And that's a tough, difficult spot on Melrose because you can't really park anywhere. So I raced. I was in Beverly Hills. I must have looked like a nut. I had a Jeep Wrangler at the time and I'm racing my Jeep down the road. I'm going to get Paul McCartney. I'm gonna, I was obsessed. I just wanted to beat him like a super fan, right? Racing my car down the road. Racing my, there's nowhere to park. I park across the street. There's a gas station. I park illegally. I think the car's still running. And someone's like, yo, guy, you can't park there. You can't. And I'm like, don't worry about it. And I'm running and I see his Escalade just driving away. And I'm like, I'm chasing. Like, I'm like, hey, hey. I, I and it's just like, Whoa. and it's like, oh, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get stuck at the red light. So I can run up to the car and be like, I just want a picture with you. I just want to meet you, you know? And they, they, they catch the green light. I'm like, son of a bitch. And I watch oh, the is ticking up in my face like, and I'm, like, I'm like, oh, and I'm like, he's, I'm like, this guy's looking in his rearview mirror, like this guy's a whack job. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm such a fan, and I, I, I'm so bummed I didn't get a chance to meet him. I would have done anything. I, I, that's my uh, huge, um, you know, that was my first concert that I ever went to, Paul McCartney, 1990, chipping the live, fantastic. So, so we do a little so bit of a funny. speed round, and I want to just go through this with you. Ready? Um, first thing that comes to your mind, just uh, say what you think. Ready? Here we go. First question: funniest person. It was got to be uh, 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 Norm, Norm McDonald. Okay. Norm McDonald, for sure. Hands down, funniest. What about a celebrity that's always good for a soundbite? Oh, God. Um, I, I'm drawing a blank on that. Um, I, I can't. I got to come back to uh, who's always good for a soundbite. Uh, I don't. Sherry Shepard. Sherry Shepard's great for a soundbite. She's brilliant. She's so smart and pretty, and so I love her. Sherry Shepard always gave me good interviews, good insight on things. She's clever. I like Sherry Shepard. Cool. One who will never talk to you. Oh, God. Who will never talk to me. Uh, <sighs> Apparently, Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is who is the the person that their beauty like in person was like off the charts? Oh, um, uh, from from uh, I, she's stunning, and I and I and I got it. well. Heather Locklear is up there, but I, I would say um, uh, um, from from uh, from from the from the hills, uh, Audrina. Audrina. Oh yeah, Audrina's really pretty. Her hair, her look, her the way she carries herself. That she's stunning. She's really, really stunningly beautiful. Stunningly beautiful. Okay. The strongest physically, like the person, like man, this person's a big dude. Or this person can mess. So I yeah. So it was Holyfield. I saw Holyfield at an event, and I was like, dude, that guy is like, what? Who would ever fight? There's no way you could get him the toilet for, and I'd be like scared. He's his neck and his shoulders. I was like, there's no way. Like <laughs> that guy is really scary, huge. Like, yeah, I'd say Holyfield and, and Mike Tyson too had a presence about him. That was like, yeah. All right. So if Audrina got your top female beauty in person, who yeah. is the, the male star that also blew you away with just how good they looked in person. A handsome guy, like a guy that was like handsome man, yeah. man, but yeah. also was but also personality-wise, a like cool dude. Uh, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. What a great guy. Okay. He's a sweetheart. He's a good dude. He's, 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 he's nice. He's clever. And he's got a good look. He, he aged really well. I think it's his personality really made him a good person. He's a good person. I think that made him, like, you know, just a really – just a good guy. You know what I mean? The guy wanted to – like, he doesn't drink anymore, but you have an iced tea with him, I suppose. No, no shock there with that answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the nicest celebrity – Drew Carey is a sweetheart. I was waiting for him one time at the improv and it was raining. And I was like, oh, I, had a, I had a question for him. I was going to talk to him about, I forget what it was. I, I had a good, there was something going on with Price is Right. And I wanted to ask him about it. And I knew he would talk about it. 
And he came out and he was like, have you been waiting out here in the rain? I go, yeah. And he goes, why don't you just come in and tell me? I'm like, oh, I don't want to bother. He goes, dude, just come inside and be like, hey, I have a question for you. I'll come out. I was like, what a nice guy. What a sweetheart. And David Spade. David Spade's also. I, I think they're tied. Drew and David are probably the, the nicest, just good, good guys, you know? Did you ever come across a celebrity who you were shocked at how they treated their fans? Like maybe they weren't the nicest to their fans? Um, no, but I do, I do know that I don't want to name, I don't really have a name, the name for that stuff, but I do know that there's a, I do know that there are, have been celebrities that like were sort of, I don't know, really wanting attention from their fans, really wanting to like, when I make it, I want to make it and like signing it. And then as soon as they made it, we're just like, you know, did that. Yeah, that happens. You know, singers sometimes tend to do that stuff because they they're in a different world and everything. And it, I, it, yeah, that happens sometimes. They'll make it, and once they make it, they don't care anymore. So unfortunately, that does happen. Who is the most playful? Like you know, you could do do an interview with them. They'll, they'll play with you. Like they'll have fun with you. Oh, oh, God. Um, probably. Maybe Spade. Spade will go back and forth with you and stuff like that. He's pretty clever. Yeah, probably uh, comedians. I comedian because comedians are in. That's like their world, right? Like celebrities usually don't have that. They're really good at like you know that's their their expertise is reading a script and then becoming a character. Whereas the comedians tend to really have that chops to do that stuff. You know? Yeah, one of my favorite Spade paparazzi videos where he's trying to act like he's a big star. Then he goes to the valet and he goes and he goes, "Hey, here's a twenty. Can I get nineteen back?" And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> I that was funny. Like the paparazzi. <laughs> that 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 police academy. I told him. I don't know if he remembers, but I told him. I said I literally got into skateboarding. But I got a board right there. Look. Or how do you? Oh, yeah, look. <laughs> It's like how they do the weather. That's my board. I got into skateboarding because of that movie, the, the police academy, when he was like, remember that scene? What are you doing? Yeah. I got all that. What are you going to do? I'm going to go to the mall. Let's go. And then they, the Powell guys from, uh, you know, the Powell Peralta, the Bowens Brigade, yeah. Tony Hawk, Steve Caballero, Tommy Guerrero, uh, McGill, and, uh, and they all went to, and they did that whole scene. What a cool scene in the movie. I was like, dude, I'm going to get into skateboarding from that, you know? <laughs> so awesome. Have you yeah. ever have you ever run into a celeb like when they're in the middle of like a sad moment when they're crying or like oh, yeah, yeah yeah no I've never never put the camera on them when I do that stuff never keep the camera off leave them alone I, it's not I, no well who was the celeb bad, that's bad mojo I'm just not curious what's going on. who was the celeb uh you know I, I it was some it was a it was a girl and her, I think she got news that her grandma passed it was like something like that it was like I'm like I'm not filming that are you kidding me yeah. well, no. who was the grandma. No, I'm just kidding. All right, no. Uh, I, I, it might have been. It might have been someone from like the one of the reality. I, I, it was like a reality. I don't really watch those shows. I was one of them. I don't know. Okay. I someone was like, "Oh, that's the girl from whatever," and she's crying. I'm like, "The girl's crying." Like, oh, what? I'm like, "All right." Uh, my has a celebrity ever paid you not to film them? If so, who? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. I don't. I'm trying to think if that ever happened to me. No, uh, his security. Yeah, no, no, actually never happened. All right. Here, here's my last question. So you see a lot of celeb stuff. We're always talking about the celeb stuff, but what is the wildest thing that you saw in the streets of LA that was non-celebrity related? Non-celebrity related. Uh, I don't, uh, the streaker. There was a streaker in, Mel in Melrose for a while there. He was running up and down naked. <laughs> An old guy. He's just running up and down the streets. Yeah. <laughs> and he never got in trouble. He just got to like run down the street and then run away. Never, they, 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 the cops went after him a few times. He keeps doing it. Apparently it's a thing. He's been in the, he's been arrested for it a few times. So, so he walked great. up and down. Yeah. I had a funny thing that happened though. Kind of well, it's when I did casting, you know, I did extras casting, right? If you want to hear this story, this is a pretty yeah. funny story. Um, so so we were filming this movie, right? And it was in San Diego at this theater and it was a scene where we're on the stage. And so they needed a lot of people. And originally they thought they were gonna shoot it tight. So like, well, I need like 30, 40 people. So I booked like 30, 30 I think I booked like 30 people for it. And then when we were there, the director was like, you know what, I wanna have a wide shot. We need people, we need people now, we need people now, rush call. So I'm like, dude, I'm trying to send people to the set. They wanted like 50 more, 50 or 60 more people. So it's like the middle of the day, I'm trying to call people. So I put an ad on, on Craigslist, a rush call, right? So people are responding 
because they're home and it's the middle of the day. So I'm sending people to the set and I'm not, I'm, just, I'm, I'm blind. I'm booking it blind. I'm not seeing them. I'm just sending them down there. Yeah, go. Yeah, go. Yeah, go. Well, one of the guys goes crazy and takes, a, I guess the guy took, someone took a garbage can and threw it. At the, now, I didn't tell the people that I did this, right? I just, I just booked them. They didn't know. So the guy, threw, he, he, he goes crazy and they go, they go you got to come down to the set right now. Right now. I go, what happened? They just come down to the set. We had an incident. So I race down there. I get down there. They go, this guy. They had this guy and I felt bad. He, I guess he had mental problems. He was supposed to be on. He goes, I'm not on my meds, man. I'm like, oh, no. So he threw a garbage can. Like, we know those like Oscar the Grouch steel garbage cans are in the movies. <laughs> They found one. Of, he got one of those and was throwing it at the camera. The ace, the first ace, he dives, blocks the can, bang. They tackle the guy. They bring him outside. The cops come, give him water and give him whatever medicine he needs. And they go, right. So everyone goes, "Where'd you find this guy? Where'd you find this guy?" I go, "Craigslist." <laughs> the whole set was like, "Craigslist, Craigslist, Craigslist." And oh my god, I mean, it was one of those moments where it was like everyone was just like. This guy's booking people off Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. I was like, oh, man, I what I had to do. And so, but you know, it was a, it, everyone was pissed. But then, like the next day, everyone was laughing. Oh, the Craigslist caster. So, yeah, well, you know. Dex, can I tell you about mine? Actually, I saw this. I'm at the Bowery Hotel, and the Bowery has a restaurant right next door to it called Gemma. It's a big celebrity hotspot during the nice days. Everyone eats outside. It's a, it's like probably during the, one of the top three biggest club spots during the day when the weather's nice. And some guy just walks right in front of everyone, pulls down his pants, takes a dump right in the middle of <laughs> as people is eating their pasta in the middle of the day. I was like, oh, <laughs> that is terrible. So oh, I thought, it's not good. That was great. But listen, Foley, I appreciate coming on uh, the podcast. Yeah. And before we go, I want to talk about something else you're working on. Tell us, you're, you know, you're, you're an author, you know, you wrote something. Yeah. Uh, I, I am. So I have, a, I have a book. It's called Jack and the Weed Stock. I just completed it. I'm, if anyone out there wants to, I'm going to, I'm trying to find a publisher or, or a literary agent. It, it's a good, I think it's a good book. I got the, I've already hired the illustrator. We got the copyrights, the trademarks. All we need now is to find somebody that wants to take this thing to the next, next stage here, a literary agent or a publisher. It's Jack and the Weed Stock. It tells a, uh, the classic story, but uh, instead of magic beans, we get a little magic weed. Oh. <laughs> Jack, who's uh, sort of a ne'er-do-well Woody Woodpecker type character goes on a on a magical journey and it's a lot of fun so where so, uh, so where can people follow you and find you and uh learn more about this and about well, you well i'll give updates on my on my my instagram is uh i'm justin foley it's this letter i letter m justin foley and twitter is justin foley twit cool mm -hmm. man well foley I dude can, i can, I, can I you know there's a reason why people love these stories it's because they, you know, I think it's some. They're just interesting. They're fun. They resonate. It's There's the something. glimpse behind the curtain. That's what it yeah. is. It's, you know, you, you you always hear people, you know, and and getting those firsthand run-ins, I think, are really fascinating for the rest of us. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, not your normal day at work. That's for sure. Yeah. Love it, buddy Justin. Thank you for coming on the podcast. And Thanks for having me, guys. Good to see you guys. I could sit there and talk to these guys forever. Like you don't know understand. <laughs> guys talk on the phone it's like the funniest stories because it's just so many dumb crazy interactions but it's also like here good to hear their side and their experiences with celebrities so then i know if i should go for the person or if i shouldn't go like for example i didn't ever never got heather locklear but it's good to hear that he said heather locklear was a nice person like a cool person so no i i love the stories like you said we we could talk to these camera guys all day long about just what it's like working in LA, New York, Miami, you know, where we're they're running into celebs the most. And I love the stories about when people are cool. I, I don't know. Yeah. To me, I would rather hear a story about a celeb being cool than someone being a dickhead to a paparazzi. Like to me, I show, I, I feel like I, I have so much more respect for a huge star when they are cool to their fans paparazzi whoever it is coming up to them in the streets yeah i know it's easy to ask like who's an asshole everyone wants to know who is a dick but honestly majority of them are really good people like you know it's hard you know there's i always say 90 percent of them are cool and great five percent aren't into it which i respect the other five percent are assholes yep. you know so it's um and we always say the bigger the celebrity the cooler the, the cooler they are usually and that says something about their career you I'm know sometimes your name is alec baldwin that's true, but also Woody Harrelson. Keep it, keep it going. <laughs> uh, but guys, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave a review, five star only. That's the best thing to do um, because it helps us out with the algorithm. Um, if you like celebrity videos and content that you can't find anywhere else, 
Check out the Hollywood Raw on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're on it all. We also have a private Facebook group where you guys can message us and we can give you those the real dirt that we can't, for legal reasons, put on uh, put on the yeah. air. Um, but uh, you can find me at Adam Glenn. You can find Dax Holt at D-A-X-H-O-L-T. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. A Huda Media Production.